0: hey did you know that the podcast you're listening to right now is actually part of a network of podcasts dubbed the amazing friends podcast network ethan parker smith i did griffin sheridan and did you know that for other great podcasts comics and more you can visit sheridan and no shit
1: amazing friends
0: all right welcome everybody to another episode of stegman and his amazing friends we're back it's time to do this show again some of us are back most of us are back specifically the venom boys themselves are back we have ryan stegman it's his podcast hi ryan hello hey oh and then we got donny cates he's back he's made his triumphant return to the pod and to podcasting in general because you're doing your book club again
2: yeah i i i, I took some time off um um to go uh, almost die for a while. Um, uh, We won't necessarily have to get into that, but uh, spent a little time in the hospital. Uh, Not COVID, don't worry. Uh, But um, yeah, took some time off for that and some uh, some sweet, sweet deadlines, uh, writing some super fun books, uh, one of which we have not talked about at all. On this show because i haven't been here since it's been announced
0: yeah yeah we briefly we briefly mentioned it in a previous episode but i'd love to get a little deeper into it you boys you boys have an event coming up Uh, a big fancy event called the king in black what do you what do y'all think about that
2: wait i I, i'm just you guys talked about it without me
0: um it was briefly mentioned ryan got to flex a little bit about the art that came out yeah i Uh, didn't i
1: didn't say i i didn't mention you at all okay no that's good yeah i just it's good I, I said i wrote it which you know I, basically I, noticed,
2: I did i noticed that chip sadarsky was on the show earlier uh yeah. I he li- was i didn't listen it to it. how'd that go
1: bad he I sucked liked it. it was fun oh. <laughs> oh.
0: different different impacts yeah
2: yeah he,
0: yeah
1: we did you know what he did he, he reviewed we went through my first ever comic book work And I expected him to make fun of it, but he ended up being nice about it. So that was, you know. That was weird. That's a drag. Yeah, he blew it.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, so The King in Black uh, coming out in uh, December. Um, We can't say much about it, really, except for what is uh, pretty obvious by all the teasers and, and, and if you've been following along with Venom and Absolute Carnage and everything. Um, you know, there's this uh evil fella named Null, uh who has been imprisoned um for, for millions and millions of hundreds of millions of years uh in the planet that we used to know was at, and what we used to think was the planet of the symbiotes, but is actually billions of symbiotes uh keeping him in a cage. Um and at the end of absolute carnage he was released and he has been uh wreaking havoc and, and spilling blood across the stars on a one-way trip to um to earth to uh do something (laughs) Something am i selling it really good uh this (laughs) dude this dude's coming to earth to do some stuff uh he's
1: coming to earth and he's there to destroy it i mean what more do you guys need yeah i mean yeah and he's bringing that's his motivation
2: and he's bringing, as I mean, the thing is, is like, is th- this is no spoiler whatsoever because it happened, like, on the final pages of Absolute Carnage. Um, all those billions of symbiotes that were the planet uh, have now been turned into fucking dragons, and he has an entire army of millions of those dragons um, that almost killed Eddie Brock in our first arc, and that was only one of them. Um, right. So, yeah, we're doing kind of an alien aliens alien three kind of a thing where like you know one alien great a mm-hmm. million aliens <laughs> better question mark <laughs> yeah we've got some, i've drawn 60
1: pages already and yeah uh, you know i've got i've drawn so much cool stuff already it's it's insane i just finished well i didn't finish the page that i'm working on today donnie but uh page 20 page of issue two yeah uh where something huge happens yeah uh, I won't say any more than that, but issue it's two is, uh, Yeah, yeah,
0: it's going to be When did you actually start drawing this event? I mean,
1: too long ago. Like because I, for as much for as little as I have done, I've been a little distracted by this uh, coronavirus stuff that's been going on. Mm. The what?
0: Mhm. Yeah, have you heard about that? I've heard of it. No. I've heard of it.
1: Uh, Donnie, are you drinking uh turpentine? <laughs> I'm <laughs> drinking com- kombucha. It does Uh-oh. look like, remarkably look like a <laughs> bottle of oil. <laughs> it's kombucha. <laughs> yeah. Now I see why you were in the hospital all that turpentine. <laughs> drinking oil. Um, um, you know what's but- funny,
2: Ryan, is that Venom number 27 came out um, yesterday. Uh-huh. And almost universally, people tagged you. I know. in all the reviews and like <laughs> like, like Donnie Gates and Ryan Statement continue to kill it and I'm like um, well I mean Ryan did the cover but I, I did a Gideon, oh yeah I did do the cover yeah Juan Gideon did all the art like people must think you were the most versatile artist in the I don't, world I don't
1: draw anything like Juan you know it drives me crazy on two levels number one that Juan doesn't get his own
0: credit
2: yeah because Juan sucks. is doing a phenomenal job
0: God damn, his art is good on that issue. It's so so good looking. It's so good, yeah. I think that you've said you have this superpower
1: before, too, Donnie, where I can look at any artist and be like, oh, that's so and so. Oh, yeah. Or at least (laughs) that's not so and so. Yeah. You know, like I I, I can tell just by like a couple hatch lines if it's John Alita Jr. or, you know, somebody else. Right. So I, I, I can't abide by it when people can't do that. Like one of my friends in high school, one of my few friends that read comics would always be like, you know, he'd, he'd just be like, I, I I don't know who, I'd be like, who drew it? He'd be like, I don't know. Well, how do you not know? And then it would turn out to be like John Romiti Jr. I'd be like, that's like one of the, the most not distinctive know... artists yeah, I know. in the world. <laughs> and like, like, it's
2: not like, 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 I don't know. I, I, I There are, there are some artists that are able to kind of like, like, I, I, I somewhat understood it when like, uh, Josh Kassara stepped yeah. in for you.
1: Or he's even, not... even Iban a little bit
2: even up on a little bit because they're not that dissimilar in like their strokes and like especially when it's when it's when it's inked and colored by the same guy Mm -hmm. i get that but like when you get to like 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 juan like juan is (laughs) is playing a different sport than you you know what i'm saying like i love both of you guys equally i'm not saying one is better than the other but like to me it's so night and day it's like it's like looking at your art and looking at trads and being like, right. I, 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 I can't tell. Is this yeah. is is this Ryan? Like, and it's is not... Like,
1: his, Juan's not even though, being colored by fa- Frank. Juan's got a different yeah. color. In fairness, is. though, yeah. I
0: feel like I feel like people consider this series to be the brainchild of the two of you because yeah. you guys talk yeah. about collaborating on the story and everything. So they well, always that's refer true. to it I as like that, Kate's and Stegman's. I, yeah.
2: I think that people... I think that there's a lot of that. I think that people just assume that... Yeah, that like, even though it it says written by me and with art by Juan, you know, colors by Frank and stuff like that, that Ryan is still like a part of the brain trust, you know, which he is. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I call Ryan and talk to him about... Um, like arcs that he's not drawing and stuff, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's just odd, and but 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 people will specifically <laughs> go go like, and this art by Stegman is just killer. As you know, like, <laughs> it's just like
1: um, okay. I mean, well, the cover, the I cover to, is pretty. Fucking I used good. to correct people, but I'm just like yeah. I can't correct every single one of these. Like, I guess that, yeah. I guess we're doing it right now here on the podcast. If you're yeah. listening to this, I didn't draw it. Juan killed it. It's great. You can yeah. give me credit though. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. I'll take the royalties as well. (laughs) (laughs) Issue
2: 27 was a weird one for me because uh, it was one of the issues that um, there was like the most effusive, um, like uh, um, the volume of people online, like saying how much they enjoyed the issue versus what the critics thought was so disproportionate i was like was I, it really yeah 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 i i you know i like i looked at a few reviews because i i shouldn't have i which i never do which is weird yeah. i never i yeah. never look at reviews anymore i i never it's like you know i tend to judge things like i'll jump on twitter every now and then and it like when, when an issue come comes out i've all but retired from from twitter for, for, the, for the for the most part but like when new issues come out, I like to check in and see if people are, you know, uh, enjoying it. And like people were going bananas over twenty seven. There's um, yeah. some really fun stuff that happens in in, in twenty seven. And um, and then I like clicked on one review and it linked me back to like a collection of the the, the reviews. And I was like, oh. Critics hate this fucking issue. Wow. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> like, well, but you know what, though? What I always remember in my head when I think about reviews for stuff is that um, two different series. One was Jason Aaron's Incredible Hulk with art by mm-hmm. Silvestri Sil- And it was when Hulk was on an island and, like, Banner was, like like, going crazy trying to kill the Hulk and stuff. And it was, like, one of my favorite Hulk stories of all fucking time and if you go and look on at the reviews for it people fucking hated it right and i was just like this is and also jason aaron's wolverine and the x-men which was one of my favorite x-men series of all time is so much fun it it, 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 i think it laid a lot of the groundwork for a lot of like the hickman stuff like with krakoa being on the on the team and everything like that and it was it was fun it was like jason doing comedy and stuff because like Everyone thinks of Jason as, like, this kind of, like, serious, like, hard-boiled, like, like, gready, hardcore dude. But Jason's fucking hilarious like Jason can do. Yeah, yeah shows really versatility well. for sure, yeah. Oh my god. And, and and Wolverine the X-Men is great and if you go and look at the reviews for it, people like critics just shit all over it. So all it taught me is that it, 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 reviews don't matter at all.
1: <laughs> I just <laughs> always think about what I want to accomplish and that's Right. my my stated goal is to melt the faces of 13-year-olds. Sure. And <laughs> yeah. So if it, that's really all I care about. So I that's not necessarily going to lead to you know, critical acclaim, but who the hell cares? Like, I want some kid to be like, oh my God. Like, like, you know, that feeling that I used to get where I was just like, like, I have to show this to all my friends. They're not going to care, whatever. I'm going to carry it everywhere with me in my back pocket, whatever. Uh, I used
2: to get really insecure about my writing when I would read, um, other people's stuff like like there's some writers that i know that like i and, and this isn't to like put i won't name any names just so i don't sound like an ego egomaniac uh, ego but like there's some guys that i know that i can kind of like live in the same ballpark with that i'm like kind of on par with um you know but then there's guys like neil gaiman and jonathan hickman and like jason aaron and stuff like that that i read their stuff and i just I used to get like really insecure and like really sad because I was just like, I will never be that good. Like I'll just, yeah. I'll never, I I will never be able to do that. And then I think I was I was I was talking to somebody and I was saying that same thing. It might have been you, Ryan, um, where someone told me like, Yeah, but they can't do the same shit that you do. Yeah. And like 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 you shouldn't try and be them. Like they can. Like they, they do that and you do this and that's okay, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I got it in my head that I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would like to always get better at my craft, obviously. And I think once things kind of slow down for me towards the end of the year, um, once I get done with a few of my creator owned books and I have more time, I think I am actually going to start taking some like online writing classes and stuff because I've actually never been, really, I've never been formally trained ever. um i took like one writing class in college and uh that's really it uh so i really i kind of don't really know what the fuck i'm doing um (laughs) there's probably people out there who who are hearing this and being like yeah definitely you don't know what you're doing (laughs) um but like you know i've i've talked to like uh hickman before and said like hey man can i like can I just call you and you can you just like teach me about structure like can you just like Mm -hmm. and like I'm working with Mark Wade on Crossover uh, right now you know and Mark Wade is our story editor and I'm learning so much from him you know like he's he he gives me such like simple notes about like the intentions of scenes and like what what like you know is this pushing the story forward or is this just you know blah 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 blah. Um, it's been super interesting Crossover is a super fucking weird book that is so hard to write um stegman's read the first issue um that's right he he can attest to how fucking bizarre it is and how impossible it is to write um but yeah um yeah i used to read uh southern bastards and i had to keep it on the bottom of my pile because I, i i had to read it after i turned in all my scripts because if I read it while I was in the middle of a script, I would it would literally take me a few days to like recover and be and like to look at my script again and think it was good. Because I would read that book and then go back and read my shit and be like, Oh, I'm like a toddler by the crayon. What am I doing? <laughs> well, Why I, am I've, I even allowed here?
1: I've talked about this on this show before, but one of the things that like most impacted my career was when Joe Quesada gave me that portfolio review. Right. And he kept okay. kind of just being like this is what you do you know like and then you know i would stray from it and i'd start you know getting in my head and trying to do these different things and by the end i was like oh i just need to do the thing that i do really well and the thing that happens to be the thing that i like Mm -hmm. so i'm striving for that in the first place so why do i keep like taking these diversions and doing all you know so it's it's kind of a I, i what i'm getting at is the way to look at it for me is to f- think about what you do well and try to improve upon that. Right. Rather than, absolutely. I can't do that. You know, I can't draw like Olivier Coipel, mm-hmm. but I can, you know, make somebody smash somebody else's face off and have it look disgusting and awesome. Right. You
2: know? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's why the Venom thing has worked so well for both you and me, because I think that the book plays to both of our strengths oh, so well. Well, I, I mean, think that we
1: both yeah. have a, a similar aesthetic that we're both... Yeah trying to achieve the exact same thing, which yeah. you, could be, you could be paired with an artist who's, you know, doing trying to do something different and it wouldn't mm-hmm. work as well. But, you know, we're both, I think, James Camerons or whatever, you know, yeah. Sp- spectacles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, I mean, I,
2: I think that one of the things that I like the most in comics, which is weird, I think people know me and us as, like, big-time, like, sledgehammer to your brain kind of big metal <laughs> kind of crazy shit but honestly like the stuff that makes me the happiest to write is is people yeah. like sitting and talking you know and like is like is is i i tend to write a lot about like family stuff like even in my creator own work yeah. and stuff you oh, yeah. know, and like fathers i and think sons, yeah. fathers and sons um like 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 really intimate family stuff and that's, for whatever reason, something that I'm always attracted to and always I always kind of veer back to. Um, and so <clears throat> it's weird because, like, the comic that I... Like, my dream comic would be something like Strangers in Paradise, where mm-hmm. it's just... There's no superpowers. There's no anything. It's just, like, like, tight emotional drama and, like, tight storytelling stuff. But I just... I, I try and infuse the Marvel stuff that I do with it as much as possible. But at the end of the day, with in Marvel books, someone's got to get punched in the mouth, you know? Well,
1: have you listened to Rob's lot Rob Liefeld's podcast at all? No. It's really great for me because I feel like as an artist that's doing mainstream, big, big two books, all that stuff. Um, and, but having all these friends that do like this indie artsy stuff, right? You know, sometimes you get in your own head about it, but then you hear Rob talk about it and he's so commercial-minded and that's what interests him and it makes you feel mm. like it's okay to be commercial-minded and interested right. in that you know so i i've been really enjoying his podcast for that reason like he's just talking about this sells you know he, he talks about how back in the day McFarland would say i see you're doing a little bit of that mignola stuff in your work and, he, and rob would be like yeah i love mignola and he'd be like keep it uh keep it commercial keep that line commercial oh really yeah, uh, huh. and I was like, I, I wish I had somebody in my corner when I would try, when I would go off the reservation. That would be like, yeah. no, just fucking make it, you know, the thing that people like that you do, right? You know, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, I've 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 tried my best to do non-commercial shit at Marvel. <laughs> right. Like Silver Surfer Black is just a fucking art film, you know. Uh, and that worked
1: <laughs> yeah. because you had you had
2: trad on it. Is I had trad and like yeah. and 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 Marvel just kind of let, let let us go bananas and, like they 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 let our leash get longer on every single issue and like by issue five of that series it's just like a data it's like cubism like like surreal nightmare and it's uh, in a great in a good way i said Um, that it was
1: trad was drawing in four dimensions
0: somehow absolutely yeah (laughs) (laughs) we should have him on man i still want to do that i still want to
2: like do like a director's commentary of that because trad is um not only just an incredible artist but like like one of the most um artistically educated guy Mm -hmm. too like he he like the stuff that he drew on like he would call me and he was like i i'm i'm trying to pull from like like uh on this piece Mm -hmm. and like i'm gonna pull from like this like and he would like have me like you know like he would like send me images of like classic paintings and all this stuff and I was just like man you're <laughs> on a whole other yeah. spectrum than I am. Well, his name, just, his
1: name is yeah. uh, his name is Trad so you know he comes from hippie stock, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Trad Trad Moore is one of the prime examples of an artist who looks like a drawing that they drew. Yeah, you know that's like, crazy. most <laughs> artists look like drawings of themselves. Right, you know, like quietly, yeah. right? Like quietly looks just like yeah, a Frank quietly yeah. drawing, you know. Um, I don't really know about you.
1: I hope though, we can Stein. get
0: him on. I know. I know. I think Griffin and I would be fascinated to get to ask him a couple of questions. All quietly. right,
1: Ethan, stop getting so thirsty. I don't. I don't. I met. <laughs> I met. I met Frank
2: one time at a show. He was Frank very Finley? nice. Yeah, I met Frank Finley once, but he was he was very nice. Um, but I don't know him enough to... I think I have his email. I can probably email him. I don't he,
1: know. He... One, one show in Toronto, I was set up, and I was supposed to be set, sitting right next to Frank Quietly, which made me crap my pants. But they have these weird setups in Toronto where you have like this very small space. Mm-hmm. And he never once came to his table. The entire show. Really? <laughs> and people kept coming up to me and being like, I love your work so much. Oh, I no. Yeah, and I'd be like... This was like... Way too early in my career for that people to be that in love with my stuff. <laughs> and I, it, it was like for when I was doing like Scarlet Spider or something. And I was just like, thank you. And then I'd kind of like look at them and then I'd be like, you think I'm Frank quietly, don't
0: you? <laughs> and they'd be quite like, a
1: compliment.
2: Hey, yeah. He's a handsome man.
1: Yeah. A
2: handsome fellow.
0: Well, this episode is about to be. We're gonna to get to it in a minute. It's gonna be a creative session. Can we commit to our next set of creative sessions being Donnie Cates's "Strangers in Paradise"? Because I think that that sure. Would be fucking I think delightful. that the, <laughs> I think that
2: this. I think that this book or this idea that we're about to float could be could be my "Strangers in Paradise." Oh I don't God. think so all right, at well, all. That's a fun. I, even though, <laughs> no, I think it's a great. Okay, so the name of the of the thing that we're gonna be trying to trying to figure out here today sawed-off Shogun mm-hmm. um, oh which I think in a grand twist what if it had no action at all so just a bunch of people talking <laughs> <laughs> about like 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 hard breakups and like family drama
1: well it's like Love and Rockets kind of has a, well, it well yeah in the title but it always sounds like a sci-fi yeah. epic and there is some yeah. sci-fi elements but it's
0: very much just like
2: I think that would be I think that's how we get an Eisner Ryan okay yeah all right yeah i did <laughs> well i'm excited did, to get into I it i
0: wanted to i wanted to say i think that was a great conversation creatively and i wanted to say i really admired that you're talking about going back to writing classes yeah because i lo- i love that's something i love about comic creators is like that constant drive to like get better um I, and i and that's that's something that i really feel like i'm going to be striving for moving forward creatively as well and really i just don't think that gets that I'm me very going
2: good at my job i i just i think that i've been <laughs> I've been uh, like accidentally writing things that people like uh, for 10 <laughs> years now. Um, and I have, it's funny, I, it, it's always, it always somewhat hurts my feelings that like, and not, I, I, I shouldn't say that, but like people come up to me all the time and they're like, dude, God, country and Thanos wins this is the best things you've ever done. I'm like that was, uh-huh. that was that the was first like five, two. That was like five. That was <laughs> yeah. like five years ago. <laughs> I, was <Yeah>. like, <laughs> I was like not, nothing else. But no, those weren't the first things I, I did. Know, know, know. God, kind of country was the tenth creator-owned book I ever did.
0: But do people not tell you that Silver Surfer Black is your best thing? Because I feel that's like really up there for me. Um, even, I really uh, <clears> throat>
2: throat> what? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I think that I, I do honest if if I'm being completely candid and honest here I do think that there was a period in my life where I really thought that um, like I had creator own book after creator own book get cancelled and no one was reading it and no one was paying any attention to me whatsoever. And so I had this fury inside of me to create something that would be would make a grand impression And it just so happened to be back-to-back God Country and Thanos Wins. And Thanos Wins especially, Jeff and I really got it into our head that we were going to write something that was going to put a dent in the side of the fucking world. And and really like show up at Marvel and be like, what fucking time is it? You know. Um, (laughs) And I think that I think that there's a danger in getting too comfortable at Marvel, um, and being and you know knowing that like, oh, Thor's doing really well and Venom is doing really well, and you know like maybe this issue isn't that important and I I can wing one off or here and that. But I try and fight that as much as humanly possible and try and like drive down deep into into where i was when i was fucking you know in my early 30s late 20s um but you know there's a difference between writing when you're hungry and poor uh (laughs) you know Um, i will
1: say uh, i wanted to touch on something that ethan said you did how you said that you seem like we always are striving to get better that's uh Mm -hmm. i think that you'll find that across the board with every comic creator and i think it's yeah. not it's not because you get there and that's what you want to do it's because that's how you are as a person mm-hmm. and you've, yeah. you you're about that like that about everything i am a, i'm like that about everything almost to a fault where it's like almost ocd where i have to get better at everything that i'm doing all the time yeah. but right. that's right. a that's an important point for the uh, you know any aspiring creators out there is that you have to be able to self edit and to yeah. realize when you're not doing a good job and want to do better so you know like as soon as i see an artist come in and they, and they have a job. And on you know page 18 of their first book, they're willing to phone it in. I know where this is headed. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, career and, or you know. like Ryan, you yeah. talk about you, you talk about how there was a period in your in your career where you had, you were you had changed your your entire art style. It was during mm-hmm. your Uncanny Avengers, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yep. Um and and you didn't like how it, how it worked out, and so you, 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 give, you went back, right? But right. like that, yeah. that kind of self-exploration, like I did the same thing when I, when I, did, when I relaunched Guardians of the Galaxy. I had just written, mm-hmm. you know, Thanos and Doctor Strange, and maybe some, I just started on Venom, I think. And I was, um, I found myself over-relying on caption work. Mm-hmm. And yeah. using this third okay. person captioning. And so when I started writing Guardians, I was like, you know what? Just for an experiment, no captions. Right. I'm just going to, because, be, because I've been re, really, really, really relying on that, no captions ever. Um, and I did not like it. <laughs> right. I did not like it at all. I found out that in a team book, captions are really helpful <laughs> especially yeah, 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 yeah. and so then when i went on to when i when i left that and i i started doing like silver surfer and especially thor i was like all right i, I bring those captions back i'm 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 Griffin better and with i captions. had
0: a specific conversation about that when we read thor we were talking about thor number one i was like those are some fucking classic donnie captions they're so good <laughs> yeah I, I think
2: that thor sounds i think that my thor run so far um, sounds I- in tone the most like Thanos went. Right. I think it sounds yeah. way more like like the writer that I kind of want to be. But it's also a lot of pressure. Uh, Thor's the hardest book I write every month um, right. because uh, a I was following Jason, and so there was pressure that I had to fucking show up to work, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and b it's it's there's. You look at I mean like Thanos and Thor, if you look at like the history of people who have written those books, they're all bangers. Right. They're they're yeah. all like everyone who writes Thor and everyone who writes Thanos shows up to work. Because right. mm-hmm. like the scale and the epicness of it, like it has to be on point. So um, anyway, with the, that was a that was a, a fun, cathartic little little rundown how into are. basically the bottom
1: line is we rule we're yeah. both really good at everything we do. Yeah,
2: and King and Black is fucking dope. I th- I like to think yeah. that that Ryan and I are um, at the top of our game, Venom wise. I think it's already uh, you know as far as we're into it already. I think it's I think it's a better event than Absolute Carnage. Yeah, we um, learned a lot from Absolute right. Carnage, which I we think did. Is cool. Absolutely, uh, we I I learned a lot from writing my first event, and I th- I, I I think people will. Will uh, hopefully see that and appreciate it. Um, we've we've also been somehow given uh, more freedom on King and Black to right. to break things and uh, uh, substantially kill things, kill things and <laughs> substantially alter the, the very fabric of the Marvel you uh forever so um
0: hell yeah and i'll i'll wrap up this thing with a type bow of just blowing some smoke up you guys' asses which is that last <laughs> night i read venom 27 and i texted griffin and i was like how the fuck did the boys turn venom into the best marvel book coming out right oh, now thanks, so man. it's very anyway good shit good job everybody uh let's move into our creative session let's get the ball rolling on sawed <laughs> off shogun um yeah 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 what um, do we got okay three, three so
2: rumors. here's 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 yeah it's three roommates. Uh, one of them was a hitman. Um, that's actually true. Uh, okay, so here's what I have. All right, this is what I have. It's called mm-hmm. sawed off Shogun. That's it. That's what I have.
1: But yep. we, we did discuss some time <laughs> I like it. traveling, I like it. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what I have do you not like? Do you want not want to go that direction?
2: No no, 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 no. We can't. I can tell you what my kind of my kind of premise for it was. That I wanted to write a really, really simple, like, like simple bare bones plot like John Wick, Like, like John Wick's about a dude whose dog dies and he fucking murders everyone on the planet, yeah. right? It's the simplest yeah, yeah. plot of all time. And I was like, man, I want to do something like that. That is just like, that's mm-hmm. just like, like the first page of the comic tells you everything you need to know. And then it's just go time, right? And so what I kind of thought was, it's a guy um from the future from like a far-flung future that does, it doesn't matter what the year is that it, does, it doesn't matter at all and he's chasing someone backwards in time and you have no idea why but this person has done this guy or, or this girl wrong and um they they're like whatever time travel contraptions on their wrist or whatever the fuck it is um they take they take like 10 years to recharge For the the, the next jump and so every time they jump they have to spend 10 years in that era right and so when we pick them when we pick pick the book up they're in like feudal japan but what's cool about our character is that his garb and his gear and stuff has shit from every time period before that so he (laughs) so he has like an like an iphone and like an mp3 player and like is wearing like a guar shirt and, like, has, like, you know, like, like all this, like, he just, like, has this, like, super weird combination of gear on, but also yeah. has been, like, training, uh, like, as a samurai or whatever to bring this guy down. And that would only have to be, like, I mean, we'd probably spend a, 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 a decent chunk of time in that era just based on the name of the book alone, right? Right. Um, um, but then I, I, I quite like the idea of it of the story moving all the way back to like the beginning of time or like the dinosaur era. And then like the, like the, the joke, the joke of it could be that at the very end he finds the guy and he's like, and he's like, you like cheated me out of a poker game. You owe me 50 bucks. Like (laughs) (laughs) he's just, this guy's just like wasted his entire life. so that's
1: Yeah. We need, we need the, uh, the reasoning for that but are you saying are you saying it can be any 10-year period in history like it, it, can they go from feudal japan to the future back to dinosaurs oh, that's a
2: good question uh yeah probably they can probably jump wherever yeah i mean you you do it kind of have to do some some you know who's choosing looking...
1: where they go when they jump
2: well i think the the guy who's who's being chased is probably okay. the guy who who's who's jumping right and and you would have to do some kind of a comic book sciency, you know, you know, stuff to explain that like he's he's synced his thing with that guy's thing, you know, and so when he jumps, he jumps too, you know, and maybe ten years is too long because by that point, like they'd be they'd be like two old old men, maybe like in their like eighties, and they've been like jumping since they were like nineteen, which is I don't know kind of fun. Um,
0: that would be kind of fun if it was old men in feudal Japan. I mean a <laughs> year I mean a
2: year's a pretty long time I mean to spend in a yeah. time period right
1: yeah, but you're not gonna want to have them age throughout I guess it's a comic book you can have them age. I was thinking of it as a movie but as a comic book you don't want them to or as a movie you wouldn't want them to age necessarily although they do have all that technology where they can age people up.
2: yeah so well the idea I mean you could do it you could do uh, like a single issue in each time period. You know um but uh, again that's all i have um so (laughs) i don't know really where we go from there i did um ryan do you have do you have a google in front of you yeah do you remember alex ross's design uh uh, for the x-men when he he did this badass design of uh cyclops yes uh with the, with like with the, the trench coat and everything yeah. Yeah. for some reason i stumbled upon that image and i was like that's what the main guy should should l- look like mm. like that kind of like All like black. It, yeah but like that's how it should start like he should like look like that i'm thinking almost like like wearing a mask the in, the the in, the, in, the in, 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 entire time too right um but also like imagine that gear but with also like you know like a, you know, a, a you know, uh Pantera t shirt over it. And, like, you know, and, like, by the end of the series, it's all torn and it like, has, like, duct tape and shit all over it and everything, you know? And he also what should if, probably have a shotgun.
1: Yes. What yeah. if the, uh, that he wears, like a, like, a, like, on a strap on his back? Um, what about cool. if the person chasing him is a female and it's, like, a jilted lover or something? Oh, wait, you think our main character is the guy being chased? Oh, no, I guess not.
2: I mean, no, I mean, it, I mean, it worked either <laughs> way. That actually uh, might be kind of cooler.
1: Yeah, I because... think that's, that's the way I was thinking of it, is he's the, the main character. He's the one being chased. He's makes the one in danger.
0: Makes it a bit more of a Terminator situation.
2: Yeah, yeah well, what, what, could, what, what could be rad, too, is if at the end of the whole story you realize that he's the bad guy the entire time yeah. he's being chased for very reasonable. Like he fucking he gave her herpes. Yeah. He, 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 no, like he was a fucking a assassin and he like killed this, this person's whole entire family or something. Yeah. Like he's a piece yeah. of shit. You know, I always love shit like that. You know, that's the, what's it called? It's the, it's the, it's the, um it's the Ferris Bueller, the Smokey and the Bandit effect of like whoever whoever your main character is, people will just naturally assume that that's the good guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like in Ferris Bueller, like the 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 principal is the big bad guy, but Homeboys just being an outstanding educator, like trying yeah. to get that, trying to get this kid to come to school. Um, Ferris
1: Bueller's manipulating poor Cameron. The yeah, he's a, a
2: super piece of shit. You know, it's funny. I just really quick, I want to say this because I think it's hilarious. Um, there was this article I was reading. I think I said this on the book club too, um, but I think it's so funny. It was this article I was reading about like people that you root for, but are actually the bad guys. And it was talking about Bilbo Baggins and Lord Lord of the the of the, the rings, rings right, yeah. and he uh, was saying that Bilbo steals the ring from um, um, what's his name Gollum right to like to like mm-hmm. get it back, but Gollum had successfully hid it from Sauron for four hundred years. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Gollum was doing a phenomenal job right. of keep, of keeping it a secret. It only ever got on Sauron's radar when they stole it. And started right. to try to fuck right. around with it. Gollum doing there's a great a lot job. Of,
1: there's a lot of those holes in poor Lord of the Rings that you can poke into it. When we've been watching it with our kids, and I'm just like, Aaron, don't bring up the things that we read about online. You know, like yeah. the eagle could have just <laughs> the taken eagle it the could whole have way. Gotten them there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Um, I, I'm always struck by they made ten rings, but only one of them has powers, and like the other rings don't do anything. Yeah, why they never make ten about then? Them. Why make yeah. ten? You know um yeah. anyway back to yeah. our thing um <laughs> i want to i want to ask a question
1: sure can you and you might cut this ethan i don't know if it's a, but yeah. i'm i i do not understand why they're traveling through time did you say why mm-hmm. um because i mean obviously i think maybe
2: there's a you gotta have some time cop kind of action going on here um or i mean th- that's a thing is like what i like about it is the john wick of it all and just mm-hmm. never explain it. Just like they're jumping through to, through to, through time, and they just have this technology, right? But then you can get into your John Wick two and your John Wick three, where you start explaining everything, and things get less fun. You know? So every every sure. time they get somewhere, <laughs>
1: every time they get somewhere, then the person that's chasing is going to spend because they're not gonna they're not gonna jump into the same place in, in on Earth. So that person's gonna spend their time catching up to them Uh uh-huh and they have to they have to figure out that somebody's chasing them the the main character finds figures out somebody's chase and then they always jump just before that person gets them or just when a fight starts is that correct
2: yeah or i mean i mean you do you can play it a, a, a different way every jump right right like you know you you can absolutely do that that moment when like you know they're just about to fucking die and then they and they jump right um because you could yeah
1: you could definitely have a point where they just end up like two feet away from each other and they just keep fighting and yeah, yeah, yeah jump again yeah well, i love the cool.
0: idea that if you're following one of the characters like if you're following the chaser mm-hmm. and you're seeing them train and uh, train up in feudal japan or whatever you're not seeing what the other one is doing so right. they could be training in a totally different way and then when they meet up like they're like shocked by each other's like skills that they've gained in yeah this time i kind period. of think i i i, I kind of
2: idea. i'm i'm somewhat i'm somewhat like in inspired stealing from like the man in black fled across the desert, and the gun yeah. and the gunslinger followed, kind of a dark tower kind of a thing. So, like, absolutely, like, maybe it's maybe it's more fun if we set it in a like a completely like fantastical realm, like they're like jumping through like dimensions, where they mm-hmm. can like go into like weird crazy shit. So you have like like w- w- way cooler settings. You know, the so, astral plane or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah. Or but like it's feudal Japan, but there's also like giant like, l- like dragons and like monsters and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like alternate reality type shit. Like they're exiles, right? Right. Like the X Files, you know. Sure. Um. So it's like quantum leap, exiles, dark tower type shit. You know. Um, uh-huh. There's only so much you can do, though. There's only so much an audience is going to follow these characters if they don't know what their motivations is are. Right. F- so, like, it's a funny joke to say that like you won't find out why they're chasing each other until the last issue. But if I'm reading that book by issue three, I'm just like, why is anybody doing anything? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, that's you know? a big
1: thing that I I always think that about um, comic series that you know are new from the ground up. I always like it I liked it when Vertigo used to do this. It seemed like where they would get the writer to give them their first six issues pitch and then they'd be like, "All right, get that all in issue 1."
0: Yeah. Oh wow. So that I reveal. Mean, yeah, right. would,
1: they're they, so like, you know, you end up with Preacher number 1 where there's like eight reveals. The, gr- the
2: greatest first issue of all time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The greatest first issue of all time is Preacher number yeah. 1. It feels like it's an 80-page like mm-hmm. trade yeah. And really what he it does. is is three people sitting at a diner and yep. and he just like t- tells you he literally tells you the entire first season of the of the, of the TV show in the first issue. <laughs> yeah, he does. Like <laughs> yeah. by the by the end of the first issue of preacher, you know the saint, you know um like the angel and the demon and his powers and what they're going to go and do and like you know, God. Yeah. you know everything right. you know everything about the entire series by the end of the first issue it's fucking perfect right um why the last man is like that too but then, like, the then there's is,
1: the alternate where i've read so many comics where i'm like that's your reveal at the end like yeah. give me that on page 2 instead yeah, like, well, that's the, it, it's mm-hmm. Kieran, uh, Kieran uh, developed this,
2: I, I don't, I, don't I, I, I think it came from him, he might have been quoting someone else, but I'm almost certain that he, that he uh, crafted this, the idea of the premise and the promise, uh-huh. right? So, like, the, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, God country, right? Like, you, you, you know the premise of it by, like, the solicitations, you know, it's an yeah. old guy who, with Alzheimer's who gets a sword that magically brings it back. Right. Well, you already know that walking into the book and that's what, you, what you're, you're reading the book for. But your page 20 should always be your promise, like right, of, what's right. to, of what's to come. And so like the premise and the promise of God country is the premise is the old guy and the sword. And then on page 20 and the God who wants it back right and so now you know like mark wade once told me like every story is the exact same story it's someone wants something and there's something in their way right right right. it's that that's every story ever told right um and so with this i think you you kind of have to establish and i think that like that's probably what you want out of sawed off shogun is you probably want that last page of the first issue to tell you what the what the inciting incident was, like yeah, why, yeah I, agree. I agree. Like why they're chasing each other,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. What was if you had to say what's the um the promise? Like what is what does John Wick want? Just because he can't get his dog back, right? So he just go ahead. Revenge, revenge. I mean, yeah. Okay, so it's just a stone cold revenge plot. Revenge. Well, don't
0: they also
2: have something of his that he wants back? Like, don't they also steal some shit from him? Like, isn't there also like a, like a locket or?
0: I don't think so. He just wants to specifically kill the guy that killed his dog. (laughs) Yeah, because he's the boogeyman. Yeah. So it's like Kill Bill. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: yeah, So I think that that's what it needs to be. What I'm thinking of now, and obviously this is me going back to the well that I kind of always go back to, um, but Mm -hmm. a reveal that one of them is the other one's son or daughter
1: Mm mm-hmm you know yeah Mm -hmm. that so so do we want this story to be a revenge because it's if it's just if it's a revenge story then maybe we do want the revenger or it could be interesting if the if the story is about the other person then you find out why the other person wanted revenge on them because that's not really how they usually do it right but then what does our main what what does the main guy want
2: I think well that that actually sounds way more interesting if it's if you're following the person who's being chased. And like maybe they have a bit of a head start, right? And right, so like right. like they have to stay in that one place for I think we should definitely shorten the window. Like ten years is way too too long. Yeah, yeah. Like it should be like six months or something.
1: Well what if it's just what if it's just as long as it takes the person to find them? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like there, like there's a device or something that they they, they can both jump. But so wouldn't well, they just then...
2: jump constantly then to to a, to to a, to avoid it?
1: Maybe well, it see, needs uh, to, oh, uh-huh, so I was need, thinking need time to recharge. Yeah,
0: I had the thought: what if it's revenge on the other way? So the person that's running is doing the jumping in order to accrue various skills to survive the assassin chasing them. That's not bad. Yeah,
1: but then but so the assassin is on their heels or not? yeah because i think that if you had a the premise if 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 it is that there's a certain amount of time then the person chasing is always trying to figure out i got to figure out where they're going to jump to so that i can get to them within an amount of time that is going to not allow them to jump i think
2: something Mm -hmm. interesting here could be the idea that 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 we we follow both of them right like it's a it's kind of a a two-hander right and the person who is being chased, uh kind of our lead, leaves clues for them. and okay. they're and the person who's chasing them, like, kind of has no other option but to follow these clues, but also knows that they're being led into a trap somehow.
1: right, sure. yeah, I gotcha yeah. you
2: you could construct this kind of like, seven like Hannibal kind of like serial killer kind of like intrigue Mm -hmm. where this person who's chasing them has no choice because otherwise they'll just be stranded in time right that yeah they Mm -hmm. they both
1: need each other for some reason
2: yeah and so the person the person who's running is leaving them like these like intricate clues as they jump through time and maybe they're even like changing time to like let them know where they've been okay you know yeah um and so like it's i mean at this point this is, sounds like the hardest book to write on the fucking planet <laughs> it sounds really hard as soon as you said intricate clues
0: i was like oh no i mean this
2: would be super hard to write um but we're i've always thought honestly really a, a really quick tangent but maybe not um uh i always thought one of the coolest ideas uh would be you know how grand theft auto has like set their their franchise in like the 80s and like the 90s and like modern day mm-hmm. yeah. i always thought it'd be really cool mm-hmm. if you had three playable characters and they were all in a different time period and you could oh, jump shit. yeah in, and you could jump from each character and if you were a character in the 70s your actions would change when you jumped would change oh, time wow. when you jumped back to the other character so like if you were in a grand Theft auto game and you're playing in the 70s and you blew up a bridge like when you went to the character and now everything would be changed like the landscape would be changed it'd be it'd be imp- right. it be an impossible game to code but someone will do it um but that could be cool like if 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 they're going through time and they're changing things as clues like kind of a kind of a catch me if you can through time kind of a thing
1: yeah mm-hmm. there's a have you have you either of you read that uh third Teen lives of Harry August or some, I can't remember how many lives it is. Have you heard mm-hmm. of that? Uh, it's a story about um, a guy who uh, he's, he's every time he dies, he's reborn again in the exact same place. And he lives his life over again. Well, that's the Mora Mora McTaggart me. thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and then he uh, it's a really cool book, but they, they then reveal that there's a bunch of people like this. And then one of them mm. is hunting him down, but has to know doesn't know where he's born, doesn't know his real name because he was a bastard child and all this stuff, and he's got to hide that. But that's a similar thing happens where they leave clues. Um, I don't know where that gets us, but it, <laughs> but there's there's something to that where they leave they leave cert, so that they can sort of navigate around. I don't know. Cut that out. Interesting. Ethan. <laughs> we're on the cusp of something really cool i know i feel like it's right there i just can't put it together Uh, what if
2: i mean i do if we're going down the the lane of like leaving clues and stuff well what does that sound a lot like i mean that's a serial murderer right Mm -hmm. a time traveling serial murderer and like a Clarice starling who's like hunting them down through time that's
1: fucking awesome we're so we're we're right on the cusp of having we need The idea of why they need each other. Right. You know what I mean? So one's running away, but also needs that. This is going to get really complicated, but I'm just going
2: to throw it out there. Okay. Okay. What if the person chasing the serial murderer knows that at a certain point in history, they are one of the victims?
1: Oh, that's interesting.
2: Like, they go to the future at one point, and they find, like, a newspaper clipping of all, like the victims, and they're one of them. But then what? But now, here's the fucked up part about that. (laughs) Is chasing him down, trying to stop him, going to lead to your murder? Or if you never chased him, would that not get you murdered? (laughs)
1: Okay, (laughs) now... You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. But then why does the murderer need the murderee to be in their timeline why are they leaving clues why does Hannibal
2: need Clarice to fucking follow him down the, the rabbit hole right I think
1: but I think we want a simple I think we want a simple explanation why they need each other don't you think
2: I mean it could be it could be something familiar and intimate or it could be you know, you, you could go down the kind of the blunt instrument route of this was like the cop who put him away in the first place. I mean, now we're now we've just reverse engineered Demolition Man. <laughs> I think we just created Demolition. Hey, wait, that's a great movie. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. yeah Can we yeah. get the rights to Demolition Man? We just, okay. It's Demolition Man meets Time Cop meets John mm-hmm. Wick.
0: Okay. With a shogun skin over it. <laughs> yeah,
2: oh yeah, that's right. There's a shogun part of this. That's, that's, that's right. I forgot about the title of it. Um, I do like, I, I do quite like a time-traveling serial murderer. Yeah. And like yeah, a presentational yeah. murderer who
1: like leaves bodies. Like what if, what if they're not leaving clues? It's just that they can't stop murdering. So every time they go somewhere, that's how our person finds them because they start killing again and they have to find where this person is that's doing the same type of murders if they could just stop doing the murders they would not be able to find them, but they can't
2: there has to be a personal stake to it, there has to be a, the serial killer has to be doing something to prove a point to their chaser, because if they wanted their chaser dead, they they could just travel back in time and kill their grandparents, right? Right. So it, it has to be, in my head, one of those, like uh joker things of like it only takes one bad day to turn you into me kind of a thing
1: right mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. i'm just look look i am smarter than you i'm better than you so i like fucking with what you. if dude what if the the grand reveal at the end of it is that the serial
2: murderer takes them all the way back to the future that they started at and at the beginning of the story that future is this horrible dystopia and it's like really shitty and like horrible mad max times and then after all the murdering is done they go back and it's perfect and the serial killer like through all these strategic killings he fixed the future
0: what the fuck?
1: oh that's interesting there you go he so he's an assassin who's been sent but he can't tell this person that yeah for some reason, yeah. And
2: so this person is chasing them, and he's just like, "I need you to stay the fuck out of my way." Like, I'm doing, like, I'm yeah. doing this yeah. for a reason.
1: Maybe he murdered somebody in yeah. this person's family, so so you find out it, like if it's the person's dad or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. There- and he turned out to be a bad guy who was trying to shape the future. Yeah,
0: there's something to that. Yeah, yeah I love the idea of the murderer being like, "I have to do this," but yeah. he doesn't understand why. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, that's kind of cool. I like that.
2: Like. I mean, it's it kind of does uh, present a thesis statement that murder works, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, so does so does John Wick. So I does mean... John Wick. You're right. I mean, so does <laughs> so does Predator and Commando and every great film. Right. You know. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I I quite like that. I mean, you would have to do you would have to do like a lot of like research and like figure out like. Now we're like kind of like steering into like Umbrella Academy uh, territory of like the commission, you know. Um, uh, oh my God, my poor dog. For those of you who, who didn't hear that, our dog is, is, she chewed off her front paws uh, and, uh, and and now she has to wear a cone of shame. Um, ugh, it's disgusting. I'm just going to get rid of her and get in there.
1: Are you <laughs> implying that dogs are not <laughs> tech geniuses? Implying that dogs are not geniuses? <laughs> no, she just got <laughs> blisters. We took her to this new
2: play, this new like doggy daycare, and for whatever reason, the the like the rubbery mat that they were playing on like really messed up her paws, and she got like blisters all over her feet, and then she like chewed on them until she Aww. had to go to the vet because she's an idiot. Um, and now she has a cone and like weird little casts on her feet. She
1: fucking hates it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's. Let's put a pin in that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. Because uh, we're getting close to an a conclusion here. I want to. We what we need now is to say is this the premise that he? Okay. So we, we'll come up with a name number one, which is uh, Ezekiel. Ezekiel.
2: I just. I'm just. I have. I'm just reading the JMS run on Spider-Man Yeah.
1: So am I. Are you really? I'm reading that right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's so
2: oh, dope. Shit.
0: Oh, shit. Wow. That's one of the best. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. great. So fucking great. It's um, raining
2: all all that time. Which is why it's always raining in, in our in, in Ryan and I's book because everyone looks cool in the rain. Um, um
1: hell yeah. Ezekiel is the killer. And Ezekiel is out to he's out to shape the world in some way to prevent somebody else from shaping it another way. I think so, and but I also way. think but I also think he's a deranged fucking psychopath. Like he okay. was given he, this job
2: because he's the guy who can do this. And so he's not he's not a hero. Like he he's kind of been like let out of the prison because he's the guy that'll go and do like he's the guy that'll go and kill a person as as a baby. Like he doesn't give okay. a shit, you know? Like he's, yeah. he's 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 um he's Simon Phoenix, which is Wesley Snipes name from Demolition Man. It is Simon Phoenix and John Spartan. And I know that because it's my favorite film of all time. Um, oh, it's awesome. I've been, I've,
1: I'm on a text chain with my friends from high school, and that's all we talk about. It's fucking great. It's so good. We just had an argument about the seashells the other day. Well, you one is for scooping, and one is for wiping. Well, that's what that's what Stallone said. But I don't believe there's actually an explanation. That's what I... My, my yeah, I think, so. is. I think you're right. But I did... I do have a great idea. I want to start a bidet company, and it'll be called... Three seashells.
2: Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, a lot of Demolition Man's already coming true. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. true. It was a prophetic film. I think though that you have to kinda write this you kinda have to write this in a way where you have to write it in a way where I think you're following Ezekiel and he's he's like your hero. Like he he seems like the bereaved. Mm-hmm. right it is being like it is being like hunted down and then a midway point where you think he's the bad guy and then your big reveal at the end i mean obviously we can't ever actually make this now because people are listening to this podcast and we'll know that the the twist ending of it already
0: <laughs>
2: maybe maybe the ending too is that ezekiel never sees that future maybe they, they they go all the way back in time and Ezekiel is pushed into such a corner where he has to jump back so far that he never gets to see the future that he created and our 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 pursuer our quote unquote bad guy jumps back home after killing Ezekiel and the future is perfect and he's just like oh fuck like it's kind of you know like I yeah
0: if a lot of the story takes place in a Shogun time period, is he having to kill like some sort of Genghis Khan kind of like warlord, like that killing would've...
2: Tom Cruise's character from The Last Samurai? <laughs> oh my god! What a, what a great movie! And also Matt Damon's character from that other from the the oh okay. the Great Wall. Great Wall. He's killing the Great Wall. He's yeah, killing yeah. all of the white guys, uh, <laughs> the appropriators. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, okay, fair. so the, so the premise, Ethan. One thing I want to yes. task you with as an aspiring writer: yes. Can you, okay. distill this idea down into a thesis statement? Oh
0: fuck! Um, not right now. Well, okay. So After the most answer. of what we've been talking about, though, is the twist. We we don't know anything about the pursuer really yet. Right. So no, I want, think you need that the, for the thesis. The
1: stated goals, the stated goal written out in a concise two or three sentences can you do that or do i have to do it because i don't want to
0: by next week is that my homework <laughs> yeah i'm
1: asking can you do it? <laughs> all
0: right i can do okay. it
1: then we're good we we've we made some progress i can do I mean, this for you a, 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 Absolutely. a
2: serial killer jumps through time and you know the i mean i think i think our next step is we have, we have to get to really flesh out the other
0: character
1: i mean having a serial killer that jumps through time is already pretty sweet yeah that's, i agree so, that's
0: so fucking cool yeah
1: um Okay, so we'll move on from that for now. We'll, we'll 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 you know keep that for the future. We'll table it. Can I
0: mm-hmm.
1: tell a quick story? Yes, please. Please do.
0: please do, yeah. Okay, this is a story
1: about regret. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just so no. you know, up, up top, is it about me? Uh, no. <laughs> so uh, we got that VR headset, the Oculus Quest. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't told this on here, have I? I mean that I I, I know that I've said that I have it, but. I haven't told any story no, 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 not no, one no, that yeah. involves regret i don't think <laughs> so my parents there's this game on it called richie's plank experience where you all it is is you're on a plank or you're in a building you walk out of the elevator and you're on a plank above the ground and it's terrifying. Uh,
2: like a like a walk the plank like pirate yeah. ship kind of thing yeah. oh god that you're, that's you're, horrible. You're,
1: you're way above the ground god, like, I already. yeah it's terrifying i could not the first time uh-huh. i did it i was like i can't believe how scary this is i didn't want to go off the plank i did my wife wouldn't go off the plank my kids would not go off the plank period they were like no way wow it like short so,
2: circuits your brain right like you know yeah. Yeah. intellectually that you're you're in like your house but it right, right. short circuit i've right. i've done like the they have a, a star wars vr experience uh, where you're like walking yeah. around and stuff, and there's a part of it where you have to, you have to step on this floating platform on a on All like right. a lava planet, and it's going up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, intellectually, yeah. I knew that I could not fall off into this lava, but I was scared right. shitless.
1: Right. Exactly. Right. No, there's something about it. I like my wife was like, "I can't walk off the edge." I'm like, "It's fake. Just do it." <laughs> and she's like, "I'm not doing." It. We we've had like ten people try it. I'm the only one that went off the first time. Anyway. So my parents come over and I'm like, I'm going to make my mom do this, right? Like this is the best. <laughs> and my mom is just like kind of, she has like bad ankles and she, you know, like she struggles to move around sometimes. And she's a very funny person. So she would love to get made fun of about this. So anyway, she does the plank. She doesn't go off the end. Whatever. It's funny. I have my 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 iPhone out. Trying to videotape her to see if anything crazy happens. Nothing happens. Okay. Then my dad, uh, who is extremely fit, like way more in shape than me, uh, he mm-hmm. decides to try it. And I'm just like, kind of like, yeah, okay, dad, you can try it. And he does it. Everything's fine. We're all watching. And he gets to the end and he decides he's going to jump off of the oh, no. plank. <laughs> and he just steps to the side and all of a sudden he starts going, whoa, whoa, whoa. and he. <laughs> Falls to his knees in like the slowest fall I've ever seen. I'm thinking like this is (laughs) he's that's silly. Like what he thinks he's being funny. Okay, and then all of a sudden he falls to the side, and his head goes through my drywall. What? (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs) Yes, there's a whole... I will. Did you guys have a heart attack? Is this this a story about
2: how your dad died? What is happening right now? So oh my god, I feel bad that I killed my. Oh no. no. So anyway.
1: (laughs) The regret is, well, uh, let me say he's fine. Okay, 100 fine. He was not hurt. Uh, his pride was a little hurt. The regret is, I did not get this on video. God damn it! <laughs> it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. It was amazing. I wish that the whole world could see this because it would have gone viral. This this would have blown up our podcast. Oh, absolutely. I now that I have you here, check out Stegman show, you know?
2: Oh, my God. But, Someone
1: please oh animate it. Oh, my God. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way that he fell you gotta... was so strange. It was a collapse to his knees. He's saying, whoa. I'm like, <laughs> what is he doing? And then and then instead of, like, for some reason, then he falls to the side. And I asked him about it after. I said, what happened? He said, I just, I decided I was going to go off the, um, the plank. He's like, I knew it wasn't real. So I'm like, of course, I can go off the plank. And then he said, everything just got all fucked up. <laughs> and he said all of a sudden he was oh just my like, God. <laughs> he had no idea where he was, what was happening. And his, he's lucky he didn't hit a stud, which he did. Yeah. Oh, and he kept afterwards, Jesus. you know, my dad's like a Mr. Fix it, like a Bob Vila advocate, whatever. <laughs> and he's like, tomorrow I'm going to come over and I'm going to fix that for you. I'll fix all the walls in your, ba- the holes in your, the walls in your basement. Cause I have two kids. So they've been like making holes for years. And, yeah. uh, What I decided was, we told him he's not allowed to fix it. We're going to fix... Aaron and I are going to fix all the holes in the basement, and we're going to get a plaque and just put that above his head hole. (laughs) It says, just Dave's head hole. And that's it. All right. It's amazing.
0: You got to get some horror games on there. It's terrifying. It's really scary. Oh, yeah. I I would never. Give your dad a heart attack. (laughs) Well,
1: we thought it was... We were so excited to show my parents and Aaron's parents. We were like... Can't wait to get them. Now we're like, nobody over the age of 60 is allowed to use this. <laughs> <curious>. <laughs> I mean, there's a video online of, the guy yeah. doing the, of a guy doing what I realized now was Richie's playing experience, who is a dad, and somebody's videotaping him. And he walks to the end of it, and he decides he's going to jump off, and he dives headfirst into the TV, and the whole TV shatters. Oh, my
0: God. Is it, does it
2: look super real?
1: Oh, it feels 100% real. Oh,
2: my God. I need to try it's to bananas. get one. That's
1: crazy. It's so fun. 400
0: okay all right yeah and,
1: i mean the games wait for the qu- and
0: that's the quest do you need the gaming pc for that
1: uh no not for this one
0: okay cool so
1: th- the quest the quest is great but like the games are fairly simple super hot's pretty amazing why don't we turn
2: uh, sawed off shogun into a vr video oh game Oh my god!
1: i mean one of, all right, Griff. that's Griffin's job. Okay, all right, idea. this is our, this is our- <laughs> He's got to learn how to do VR. This is
2: our call to action. If we have any video game programmer fans out there who want, who or super rich uh, entrepreneurs who want to invest, we have a dope idea for a VR game. Wouldn't that be fun yeah. if you were time, time yeah. traveling oh, and yeah. running That'd from someone? That would be crazy. That'd be such a dope game, dude.
1: Yeah. With sword fights? And it also, Not it'd be on. so
2: much fun as a video game if you never knew where you were going to jump to next.
1: Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, like, every time you played it would be different. And,
2: like, one time you jump and you're, like, on a plank above a volcano, like, out of nowhere and
0: shit, you know? (laughs) And like, oh man, that'd be all right. Fuck comic books. We're VR. We're VR creators now. Yeah, we're doing. Or like, one time you jump
2: and you're just like falling through the sky. Like you accidentally jumped like fifty thousand feet up in the air and you're just falling and you you have to like jump again before you hit 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 the ground and shit. Oh my god, how much fun would that be?
1: All right, next week is creative VR creative. All right, (laughs) let's. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm retiring. Video games (laughs) is the future. VR is the future for sure.
0: All right, we'll wrap up with this nice this nice Apple Podcasts review that we got real okay. fast. We got a five-star review uh, with, uh, from TJ902, and the title is A Look Into the Twisted Minds Behind the Venom Comic, in parentheses, and also Two Very Supple Boys. Uh, several days ago, I got DMs from both Ryan Stegman and Donny Cates they said that if I don't subscribe to Stegman and his amazing friends and leave a positive review, they'd rip up all my X-Men comics. Distraught, I gave in to their demands and listened to every episode they'd released. At first, I was I was like, it's okay, I guess. Mostly because that jabroni Chip Zdarsky was on it. But after a while, I saw the symbiotic light and I'm now a diehard fan. I don't even care that yesterday they sent the supple boys wearing Spider-Man Rewind masks to come to my house and rip up my X-Men anyway. In summation, Chip is bad uh, by all the very. Of King and Black in December, and stay amazing, friends. Tyler J. Well, the reason we did that is
2: because we explicitly said in the DMs that you you can't mention that we threatened you to do that. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of part of the the deal, buddy. But I appreciate. Well, that's probably
1: Tyler Jennis. He comes to all of
0: our uh, live shows. So. Yep, I believe it is. So yeah. When is our next live show? That was awesome.
2: What? When is our next live show? (laughs)
1: I don't know. Doesn't this feel so much more relaxed? Yes, it really it does. does. It does. I, I really...
0: Oh my god, Ryan, did you get over the live streams? Holy shit. <laughs> I mean,
1: I like doing it, but I feel like those... I, I I really enjoyed interacting with people. Maybe we can do some like here and there. I gotta but tell
2: I, you, I honestly, like... I've yeah. been so nervous about this show because i haven't podcasted in so long and right, i thought yeah. it was going to be a yeah. live stream and when you texted me and said it wasn't going to be a live stream i was like oh, okay everything's fine we can actually edit uh, things oh, fuck yeah. like
1: <laughs> yeah this felt a lot too much pressure yeah i don't know why because it doesn't like in theory it doesn't it doesn't do anything to me mentally but then when i get there i'm like oh my god i gotta i'm performing when we do panels live i'm never nervous at all it doesn't. It doesn't bother me even a little bit.
2: But you know what it is? I think it's because when we do panels, I can see the people. I can see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know that there are that there are all friendlies in the
0: audience.
1: Yeah, I'm just like sitting there watching the numbers. Like, uh oh, numbers are going down. Gotta, gotta do a song and dance to get them back.
0: Uh oh, the numbers went up. There's probably a Nazi in there. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, yeah. <laughs> yeah let's wrap it up uh, get in contact with the show stegman and Friends at gmail.com tweet to us at stegmanshow you can tweet to donnie at don- go buy some merch to- go buy some merch yeah I'll get there in a second you follow donnie on twitter at don cates you can follow ryan at ryan stegman I am at tales to astonish uh, we launched a big pretty new website you probably heard the announcement last week it's at sheridanandsmith.com uh, you can find all the shows a part of the amazing friends network and also there's a big pretty merch store in there too where you can find Stegman merch uh advocates book club merch supple boys merch all the things that you could ever possibly want from us we've already given to you so don't ask for anything else um thanks so much for listening we'll see you again next week uh probably not live any final thoughts boys um make sure you uh pre-order
2: uh the the king in black and and crossover yep from yours truly. i did a cover for it yeah oh yeah we just released released, a cover for it um, it got quote-unquote leaked on Bleeding Cool. Uh, I, I can't imagine how that happened. Um, and uh, yeah, make sure you pre-order a crossover from uh, Jeff Shaw and me and D. Cuniff and John J. Hill. Uh, shout out, by the way, to my man John Hill, uh, who has absolutely saved my life while I was recovering. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, pre-order King and Black. Um, lots more news on King and Black tie-ins. Um, cool promotional items, cool swag, cool stuff coming soon, um, and Ryan and I will be here to walk you all through it.
0: Ryan, any final thoughts? Uh, no,
1: but I was just thinking I'm gonna text you guys a picture of the whole the head hole after this. But oh yeah, <laughs> I'll wait until the episode comes out to put it on Twitter.
2: Yeah, put it on Twitter. Oh fuck yeah!
1: I just also Chip was texting me during the podcast, and I just asked if he wants me to read some bullshit he says on the air,
0: and he said for free no so (laughs) (laughs) all right great well since griffin's not here to stop me stay amazing friends see you guys next week hey did you know that the podcast you're listening to right now is actually part of a network of podcasts dubbed the amazing friends podcast network ethan parker smith I did, Griffin Sheridan. And did you know that for other great podcasts, comics, and more, you can visit SheridanandSmith.com? Huh. No shit.